from John with a babble from Bon Sunday night uh, um, December 15 2019 it's my parents wedding anniversary is it really yes I didn't know that yes well happy anniversary to them yes well uh, it's been another nice Sunday for us we really uh, just had church uh, today and and um, then on in, in individual things, Bonnie did uh, Christmas stuff primarily and getting things moved around to where, where she wanted them to go and to neighbors, etc. gifts. And, um, you, and you didn't want to come with me. It was, it was not exactly what we talked about doing, but you did it. <laughs> anyway, um, so then we had uh, Julie's family and and uh, Becky's family over for dinner, and that was really a delightful time with them. Did the dishes, and here we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> As you're working on your little Christmas. projects here. That's right. Christmas comes. It's a busy time for moms. You're multitasking, Bonnie. Yes, I'm a good multitasker. My goodness. So, uh, well, you wanted to do a shout-out tonight. I wanted to do a shout-out for our daughter-in-law, Kelly, who is Josh's wife. She is amazing. She just took all of our, well, I don't know how many she did, Emily, Melissa, Becky, and Julie. She did all of them. Their family photos. She's become quite the photographer, and so she likes to take pictures, and she does such a beautiful job. They all look great. And then we had her design our Christmas card for our temple workers that's coming out next week from the presidency, and she did a beautiful job with that as well. So Christmas email to everybody, right? Yes, it is a Christmas mm-hmm. email. So she's done a great job, and she's worked hard on everything, and she's we're just so grateful she's in our family. Way to go, Kelly. Thanks yes, for doing that for us. Go. Well, tonight we opened up with The Beat Goes On because we thought we would continue in um, just sharing with you our lives. Uh, we've we've talked a little bit about uh, my earlier life, Bon's earlier, Bonnie's earlier life, and we did that under fun, 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 and um, and, and it then, was fun. And then fun, we talked fun. about uh, through the years as we got married and our our uh, first few years in school and law school, and you were in school, and we were having a little baby, and and uh, and then finally life changes for us. Uh, in about 1978, when we we moved into a home on Alta Loma Drive in Salt Lake City. Yes, the beat went on. We just kept going like everybody else. And at that point in time, we had uh, our two sons, Josh and Nathan. Josh being uh, four years old, Nathan, uh, what? Two and a half. Two, well, almost three years old. And I was pregnant with Emily. Pregnant with Emily. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember the uh, the day we were moving into that home, we were excited, of course, about uh, uh, 
that place. And as we uh, <laughs> we moved in, we had the a member of our bishopric, our new bishopric, stopped by our home that day. His name was Marius Holia, wonderful, wonderful brother from Sweden. And uh, he was he came by with some. I, no, he came alone. I think no. He had um, his daughter played the drums. Oh, well, was... he came anyway to our home. <laughs> it was the other counselor. And he wanted to uh, just welcome us into the into the neighborhood and into the ward, and which was very nice of him. And uh, then after a little visit, we were just gosh, we were moving things in, and uh, and they left and, and came back about an hour later. <laughs> an hour later, why? They they said we have fasted and prayed, and maybe they had fasted and prayed before we got there. <laughs> they said we would like to call you to be the den leader, and I thought, whoa, I'm eight months pregnant. Now I'm maybe seven and a half, and I thought, whoa, well, okay, I'll give it my best shot. So that's what I did. I was the den leader. Starting right off, uh, our the first couple of days of our time time in the in the Winter Eighth Ward, and that became ward became a, a you know the ward in which our children grew up for because we were there for twenty nine and, uh, and a know, half years, thirty years, yeah, 30 a long years. time, and um, uh, during the the time in the that Winter Eighth Ward. Uh, from a, a work standpoint, I was, I had uh, uh, been with a law firm right out of out of uh, law school. The law firm was Romney, Nelson, and Cassidy, and I was there with them for, oh, what about a year, and then we left, and Stuart Matheson and and me started our own law firm called Matheson and Jepson. And Bonnie, you and and Stuart Matheson's wife were our our first secretaries, and we've talked about that previously. So, yes, we did. We we did that, and we had to take we had to find babysitters so that we could come down and take turns. But we made it work, and we just kind of kept trying to have the beat go on, trying to make a living and. Provide for your family and then be mommy with our children and do our church callings. Well, and it was slim pickings for us because we, we started with nothing from a from a work standpoint. And um, I, uh, Bonnie and I lived on our savings and Stuart and his wife lived on their, uh, uh, he had a, a second job where he sold carpet uh, and he, you know, he made some money on the side doing that. And so over time, things, fortunately for us, uh, got better and better. And, and um, so we got into uh, our law practice and, and things began to grow and became better for us. And we had Emily, then we had Melissa, and then... We had Julie, and then how many, maybe, how many years after that is when Nathan got sick, correct? Well, not, no, that was, yeah, we can be. It was, uh, 
five years later? About that. Yeah, five years later. Mm -hmm. Nathan got sick, and well, you became. Well, from a church standpoint, I had an opportunity to serve in an elders quorum for presidency for a short time, and, and then I was called to be a counselor in a bishopric uh, in our ward. And the bishop, his name was Vern Wisnant, a very fine man, and um, I came to love and appreciate him a great deal. And he was a mentor for me in many ways. And, and then uh, after, oh, nine months or so as counselor in that bishopric, I was called to be the bishop of the Winder Eighth Ward. And at that time, life kind of started to change for us a bit. At least for me, from a standpoint of my availability at home was less and less. And so from, from my perspective, I was uh, trying to, with my partner, develop a, a, a law practice and then um, was trying to you know, perform my service as a bishop in the ward and trying to be a husband and father to the best I could uh, to my, my, my wife and our, our little kids. It's a challenging time. Yes, it was. And we tried to keep things going as well at home when you were not there. And what, what did you, what were you doing in the church during those earlier years? Primary chorister. Which you did for many years. Many years. And I was in the young women's for a little bit as an advisor. When Melissa was a baby. And it was mainly back and forth from primary and young women's. Then I was a then I counselor in the Relief Society that I can't remember. I just know I served all over the place. We did our best to, to teach our children uh, to love the Lord and to uh, be obedient and to be faithful. Uh, and, you know, to the, for the most part, our kids were just really great. They never really did anything seriously wrong. You know, they're kids like everybody else are, are but then they, <laughs> we had our own little challenges along the way. But I just think we were so blessed with really fantastic spirits who came into our our lives as our children. So I just think the Lord helped us because he knew you were busy and I was trying to hold down the fort at home and we just did our best. We had good kids. I think another important thing that came along was one day I had a conversation with, with Elder L. Tom Perry and he said to me, he said, John, now that you're a bishop, uh, you know, of course, what the most important thing is that you uh, your schedule each week is, right? I said, well, of course I do. It's family home evening. And he said, no, that's not right. I thought that was a pretty good answer myself. I, I didn't. I said, oh, well, you weren't even there. I know, but when you told me, I thought, what? And then I, 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 got, I was kind of confused when he said, you know, that's not right. I, I said, well, um... <laughs> What, sacrament meeting? He said, oh, John, you're getting further away. I said, well, help me. He said, the first thing you you schedule every week is a night out with your wife. Bing, 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 of course. That was 
that was, uh, and I, to my, I'm sorry to say, I just, I just didn't think about that. Sorry. Well, you were trying to do the right thing as the bishop and making it as more spiritual than a, than a, you know, being with your family type thing. But that's just what we, that's just what we did. I, I made a mistake, obviously, in that. And uh, I, I made a lot of mistakes along the way, but then that was certainly one of them. Um, but when he told me that, uh, it certainly resonated with, you know, you're right. We, I, so I came home and talked about it with Bonnie. And from that time forward, we really endeavored to um, have a Friday night date every week. And that was so important because it gave me a chance to get out from the house and to have an adult conversation <laughs> and to reconnect with you. Yeah, well, it was important for us. We, uh, and even though we didn't have any money uh, really to, for a long time to do much with, we still tried to get out and... Go for a ride in the car. Do something. Do something, and we just suggest that that's good counseling to just go and do something then another I think spouse that's, and it was very very helpful and I'm 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 really grateful for the counsel we received and and that we were smart enough to try to follow that counsel yes, sir. I think another one that was helpful was uh, one one time I had an interview with a, a woman who was really struggling with her family and she she was depressed and um, and very unhappy. And I asked her one night uh, in an interview with her, I said, Sister so-and-so, if you had something that you could do just for yourself, what would, what would it be? And she looked at me and she pondered for a moment and then said, I have no idea. And I, that really struck me hard. I just thought, gosh, she did, she doesn't even know what she would do f to do something for herself. Well, a lot of moms fall into that category. We are giving, 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 and but we have to remember to do something for ourselves to be able to fill our cups back up. And we've all heard this over and over, but it's important to be able to do something because some some women need more than being a mom. They need a little break. They need an outlet. And it was then when we decided that I would get a night out. Yeah, so I came home from that interview, and I said, Bonnie, it's obvious to me that we need to do something uh, for you, as, um, and that is you need to have a night out. And I thought the same thing. Well, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go walk around the block. I guess I could do that. <laughs> no, yeah, and I think that was a little bit of a surprise to you because you, we didn't have a lot of time together, and you didn't have a lot of time, just your own downtime. No. That's why it was so funny when I would be in the kids in their bedrooms when they were going to bed, and they'd say, you know, tell asking what their favorite thing was for the day laying down with them for a minute and singing them some songs, and I would be sound asleep, and they'd still be awake. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd come in and say, 
Bonnie, why don't you just go to bed? And I went, no, no, I just want some quiet time with them all being asleep. And I know moms really relate to that, to get him into bed so that there's some quiet, yeah, peaceful I, I, time. Sure they do. And, and, but, uh, but then when you said a night, so I tried to think of something to do and unlimited funds, but it was important that you too had a night with the kids. It's where you would bathe them or feed them and get them ready for bed and spend some time with them. I, yeah, I tried to do that. I didn't do a great job all the time, <clears throat> but I certainly tried to to fill in that role f- for you know for those years. I could have some daddy time, so I went out and started doing ceramics. And then, uh, and then other things that we did from a family standpoint, we we tried to, to the extent we we could figure out what to do and and had the funds to do it. We tried to have Saturday become, it was, uh, you know, we had to get Saturday jobs done and and, uh, we all had assignments. You had a little job chart that you all had. Like every mother does. All the kids have their assignments. and, And tried to do a different job chart every so many months to re-motivate them. <laughs> and then we uh, we tried to have some kind of a family activity, whether on Saturday late, later in the afternoon or... And, um, uh, and then that would leave us for Sunday, so that on Sunday, you know, of course, was devoted for our church services and our church callings. But we also tried to make sure that on Sundays we had what we called our seminary class. And that's where it was my responsibility to teach the, the gospel to the kids. And uh, yours was to, uh, it was family home evening. You were primarily in charge of family home evening well, on Monday kind nights. Of, it just kind of fell into that. Yeah, I thought it worked pretty well, actually. Yes, it did. But Sundays were a hard Probably because you were gone, you'd come home for dinner and then have a little class. And I was ready to say, take them and keep them (laughs) while I go out. Because we tried to make Sunday a different day where they weren't out watching TV and out playing with friends. And tried to make it a special day. We didn't have them. We had them stay in their little play dress or some nice clothes not necessarily play clothes and had some quiet music and I tried to have games with them and puzzles and but after a while it kind of when they're that close in contact sometimes I'd say go out and ride your bike around the block (laughs) (laughs) go out and jump on the tramp a little bit so I don't know maybe we were too strict on Sunday but we really tried to make it a a different day than just a normal go to church, come home, get back into your play clothes, and then just have the rest of the day like a normal day. We tried to do the best that we could. Yeah, and, we did. Uh, and you know, in, in helping the kids through school, you you helped them a lot with their homework. Mm-hmm. I didn't do a lot of that because I wasn't home at night very Unless often. Unless it was math. I did help them with math. Math was not my forte, and I just say, you're going to have to wait for your dad for that. Cause you I, went to all of their uh, uh, teacher... Um, um, what was that called? Parent, parent, parent teacher. teachers. But you went to no, those? I, I went to as many of those yeah, as I could. Too. And uh, we tried to be involved in their kids' education. 
when they got into high school. Um, PTA. They were all very involved in, in high school, and they all did very well in school. We were always proud of the, the grades that they got and the activities that they involved themselves in. But one of the most important things, from my standpoint anyway, was that our children fortunately associated with really good kids. Yes, they did. There were a few that I was concerned about and worried about, but we just made sure that when they were here, we were, um, what's the word I want? Involved. Just close busy. contact, busy, where they weren't left alone with certain individuals so that we could just make sure that everything was okay. Well, we also, you also had them involved in lessons and, uh, you know, piano lessons and some singing lessons and yes, dancing when lessons. and the finances became a little better, we, I did. I did try to get them involved and busy so that they weren't just sitting around wanting to watch TV. And, of course, we didn't have the technology back then. No, so. we, didn't, we didn't. We didn't have these computer games mm, at all. No, we had, a, well, it was the Atari. Did have the Atari. But other than that, we didn't have the cell phones and the iPads and all of those things. So they had to keep busy themselves, which was a good thing as well. They also had Game Boys. Oh, yeah, they had Game Boys. That's right. For little handheld uh, yeah. games. We didn't do that much. Well, not a lot. Huh? We, we also felt, as the kids got old enough to get into high school, we felt it was important that they have uh, you know, a part-time job. Mm-hmm. That's somewhere along the line that and it wasn't too serious, but something where they could earn some of their own pocket money. And it was hard on some of them because they had to miss out on some, some school things, and yet they knew that getting a job was important to help learn the responsibility of working. But they were really involved in school with cheer, with sports, plays. Um, student government student government singing and I wanted them to be involved in having the opportunity to be involved in high school because that's just such a it's like a time capsule it's just such a short three years maybe I guess for some now it's four but three years and to just enjoy and learn and grow and develop lifelong friends and experiences that can help them further down the road. And so during these uh, junior high and high school years, uh, I, uh, <clears throat> I was called to be a counselor in our stake presidency in the winter stake and did that for six years. And then uh, right after that was uh, went straight into being the stake president of the winter stake for another nine years. So, and you continued in Young Women's Primary Relief Society. You did it stake, all. A lot of, that's why I said I just went from ward to stake to ward to stake. We just bounced around. I think I've had every calling in the, except not presidents because. You couldn't be the president you because be of my because callings. You couldn't be because of your callings, and that was all right with me. Well, you could have been. You know that. Oh, I, I, I'm <laughs> just happy. Easily. It could be to be home. I enjoyed being able to be home with um, our children. I did like when they were in, back when they went to school, I did get a little part-time job at a boutique store that was fun for me. I substitute taught to be involved in the schools as well. 
I babysat some kids. Well, yeah, and you taught your little I uh, did kidding around. Kidding around That's class. right, I yeah. did. I taught a little three to five year olds kidding around where they would sing and dance for ten years. That would help. That helped our kids have the opportunity to to be in some of these performing groups. We also we also tried to uh, during the summers we tried to uh, take some trips with our kids, uh, but those trips the, the were primarily related around. Uh, Lake Powell. Yep, that was their favorite thing to do. Oh my gosh, they would, to go down with uh, their cousins, and we would uh, get on a houseboat, or else we would get on a, on these uh, uh, trailers at uh, Bullfrog. Bullfrog, and uh, we'd spend a week, and our kids and their cousins just absolutely loved did. that time together. That was their favorite thing to do. A lot of work. It was, but they loved it. In fact, it was funny. One of our daughters said, I had no idea how much work you all go through so that we could go on these trips. And now that I'm packing all the bags and packing all the food and getting everybody organized and ready to go on the on this, these vacations, it's exhausting. <laughs> and so thank you, thank you, parents, for doing that all so we could have that experience. We did Disneyland with them, I think, a couple of times. Couple of times. And uh, one time we we were absolutely crazy because we tried Disneyland, well, and then we went that same trip to Knott's Berry Farm, and then we Universal went to Studios, Universal Studios, Sea World, Sea World, and oh, the beach, and then the beach. And but the we beach. we had to. It's all the time we had because of your calling and work, and you couldn't get that much time off of work, so. We hit them all. We were exhausted. They had a ball, but we could hardly oh move when we gosh. got <laughs> And we drove. Yeah, we did. We drove the, in the big van. Our van down and in the van, we lived in the van. That's when seat belts weren't mandatory. Uh, we took yeah. out the seat in our back, the second seat in the van, and just put some mattresses back in there. And they just slept and played games, and we had a great time. Didn't have any. Uh, it didn't have TVs, and so you didn't have any videos that you could no. watch like they do now. Well, but if you're strapped cars, in but... like they are right now, with in all kinds yeah. of things, yeah. it's a good thing they have those because they well they would have gone crazy. But the you know we did we did try to have activities that would bring our family together and uh, and you know I I loved those those times together I thought they were really great yeah it was important and we one thing we always tried to do all through those years was to have dinner together at night and so we could sit around a table and talk and not just you know once of course once in a while they'd be thrown on the counter and say or eat when you can or it's here in the fridge or on the stove because of busy schedules but we tried to have family dinner at night we really did yeah i think you did a great job with that bonnie i think one of our biggest challenges was uh, uh, especially when we were down at lake powell or on trips was trying to keep the sabbath day holy yeah that was hard and how do you do that when you're at lake powell with some family members, it doesn't matter. They could go in the water or go boating. and. You mean other families that we were yes, there that with? Yes, we were with. And they thought it was okay, but, you know, here I was in either, you know, the one of the leadership responsibilities in my ward or stake, and, and do we just not go to church? Do we just 
get on our swimming suits and Sundays just like any every other day. We were trying to teach correct principles that the Lord doesn't take vacations from us. We shouldn't take vacation from the Lord. Yeah, so we, we tried to have our kids stay out of the water. We, we, um, uh, we attended uh, church a couple of times in Tickaboo. And if we didn't places. there, we, we tried to do it to our have our own meetings. And, uh, um, and we got some flack from We did get some flack from We them. were holier than thou. And but we just tried to do we what we thought do, was we the right was thing. Right. Yeah, we did. And, you know, every family's got to make a determination as to what they they think is the right thing. And we're certainly no, no one to judge what that is for them. But I know this, that that as our our current prophet, uh, President Nelson, has said uh, that your Sabbath day observance is certainly one of the indicators for the Lord to know what our commitment to him is. So... Anyway, during these years, we've we've been we were blessed. Um, you know, we had some challenges uh, with some physical issues uh, along the way, and uh, Nathan. But, yeah, yeah. Of course, Nathan. When we lost Nathan, and we've talked about that in one of our earlier podcasts at length. And had then we had Becky mm-hmm. after that, and we just did what everybody else did. We just tried to do the best we could, going day by day and helping our children grow and learn and become good people. Hopefully they are. And we think they are. Yeah, we, we do. And you, you got through a tough time with pneumonia at one point in time. Because I was tired. Yeah, and you were, you were, you were down flat on your, yeah, in bed for six weeks. Six weeks. And, and we were so grateful for neighbors and others that helped out. They did ministering way back then. Boy, they really did. Took the kids, brought in meals. But then when we lost Nathan, too, we had amazing people do the yard work, bring food, bring... They're so helpful. Yeah, people, people are amazing. There are great examples out there of Christ-like living, and that's what we tried to do our, ourselves. Yeah. Teach our children to be more like the Savior, and we... We've done our best to try to be like him as well, but as we say, the beat goes on and it's never over until we're Yeah, so, so you noticed that at the beginning of our podcast today, we, we played a little bit of Sonny and Cher's The Beat Goes On, and it does. It continues. Life moves forward, and it's not going to stop because you got a problem. No. And we've got to just continue doing the best that we can day in and day out, and when things get hard, and they will, we just do the best to get through them. And it's great because we have someone to bless us and help us through those hard times. And then and then Lord. we learn from how others served us in so many ways when we needed some help. We need to be able to be on the, on the lookout so that we can provide that kind of help to others uh, along the way as well. And uh, one of the great things about membership in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the opportunities that it provides for service all the time. And families, big families, because we have an opportunity to serve each other, be supportive and loving and help each other as well. So life is full of lessons and we learn them as we go. It does. And and, uh, so that kind of, that sort of brings us up through the time that our, our children are, have all uh, you know all married well and uh, 
Well, Josh went on a mission. Yeah, Josh went on a mission. Melissa. Josh went to Ecuador. Melissa went to Fort Worth. And Julie went to Paraguay. Paraguay. And then they all married. They all. And we were grateful that each one of them made the decision to be married in the Salt Lake Temple. And they were all worthy to do that, which we've all been you know, so grateful for. And then uh, that, that took us to the time in life when we became empty nesters. Yes. And that'll be the next stage of life that we'll talk about in either the next or one of the upcoming episodes. Of Notes from John. With a babble from Bond. Have a great evening, everyone. Ciao.